0: This is on to the ball. Uh, I'm Scott, and I'm joined as always by Travis and Rob uh, to go over Newcastle one, Arsenal nil. What a game! Uh, what an occasion! What a fallout! What a ca- catastrophic error! If you're listening to some Arsenal fans, um, but as a Liverpool fan, after what I watched yesterday away to Luton. Uh, It's good to take my mind off of it for the next half an hour or so talking to Travis and Rob. Uh, Liverpool were upset by marvellous uh, Nakamba and his Luton teammates. So to help me get over that, I can spend the next half an hour with marvellous Morgan and marvellous Um, (laughs) Malonga. So let's get straight into it. Rob, you've been fuming for 48 hours now would you say um and obviously as a liverpool fan i know what happened away to spurs i know what happens when it's var when it's it feels like corruption when it feels like people are deciding results of football games depending on their opinion rather than facts so we just got we've got to head straight in for this goal um and obviously, this is the best thing about being on onto the ball. I'm Liverpool. Travis, Man United. Rob's Arsenal. Uh, we've got Naz from Man United as well. Our mate Neil sometimes joins. He's Arsenal. It's all different angles. Uh, and the one thing I won't do is lie to myself just for bans. That was for me. There was three things on that goal. Um, and they're The obvious one, everyone's seen it. Was the ball out of play? Was it a push by um, Joe Linton? And was it offside? Rob, what's your thoughts on it? Where do you want to start with that goal? <laughs> do, you want, do, you to, do you want
1: to do it forward or reverse? Or do you want to start in the middle? Oh, just.
0: I don't want to jump to the just, bit that I think was wrong. So, yeah, you, you do it in okay. whatever order you want.
1: Okay, so... Obviously, the ball going out of play. It's, it's one of those that before we had goal line technology, obviously it was on the byline. Before we had goal line to- technology, linesmen used their eyesight, whatever view they had to make a decision. So when you look at that decision that was given, I've only seen angles that suggest to me that that ball was out of play. Now everyone's talking about the cur- the curvation on the ball that means that it was in play, but I haven't seen an angle from the VAR that suggests that that ball at any time was in play. I- I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm not saying it wasn't, but what I'm seeing is from my eye-, eye view that's gone out of play. But it's a very it's a very difficult one for them to to, to make to to make a decision on that because. There's no technology there. There's no technology. So they so they've gone with the on-field decision to say that the linesman down that side, who was obviously on the other side, of the, uh, on on the other end of the pitch, he's obviously made that decision that he thinks the ball was still in play. The one that's for me just it's it's unforgivable is the foul. Now the ball's come into the box, and Joe Linton is jumping. And I would have a different view if Joe Linton headed that ball. I would almost say, okay, he was in control of the situation. He's probably towered over Saliba, but he's never he's never in control of the flight of the ball. Not only does he foul Gabriel, he misses the ball. It hits him in his in his stomach, maybe even onto his hand. Maybe even onto his hand. I'm not sure because you can't really see. But for me, that's just a hundred percent a foul. It's it's not even it's not even debatable. And I, I, I'm struggling with Neville and Carragher, and I'm thinking, is it an agenda against Arsenal? Because you're saying you don't think that's a foul, but come on, it, it it's a foul. Like you ask any other football fan. I think most people have said they think that's a foul. Everyone on Talk sports said it's a foul. Managers are saying it's a foul. Ex players are saying it's a foul. But the two people who work at Sky, for whatever reason—obviously we all know that there are underlying reasons—are saying it's not a foul. And it's it's frustrating because you pay a lot of money, you know, to to have your Sky subscription. And I get Gary Neville's, a Man United ex Man United player, and. He doesn't have any allegiances to Arsenal and Carragher, probably less so because the Arsenal-Liverpool rivalry is not as strong. But it's a foul. Every single day of the week, that's a foul. And then the offside, again, I, I can accept that because they've said they haven't got an angle. Now, they spend millions and millions and millions of pounds every single year. To try and provide the best technology and they're saying they don't have an angle for that offside. Why? What why did they, uh, they not interrupt
0: have... Rob or Trav? It, I don't understand that bit. What are they on about? They can't see. I honestly this, don't understand it. The yeah, ball saying though,
2: Linton. They're saying the they it. A, no, they're saying they didn't have an angle for a potential offside. So they can't Yeah. What are they on about angle? You freeze it and draw a line. What I don't
0: that's the bit I didn't get. What am I missing? Yeah, this, what am I not yeah, understanding? This is
1: what I, this is what I'm not understanding. They're saying they don't have an angle from when the ball hits Joe Linton. I don't know. I don't know what they mean by they don't have an angle. And I think when you've got three situations in one goal, you like to think that one of them's going to go your way. You like to think that, OK, if the ball out of play isn't going to go your way, the foul's probably going to go your way. If the foul's not going to go, going to go your way, the offside's going to go, go your way. And everyone is criticising Arsenal for putting a statement out and for Arteta going crazy after. But this isn't just this one incident for Arsenal. There's been numerous incidents this season and the back end of last season that have cost us. So if I, I look at the, the first one for me was the Havertz penalty against Manchester United. That got overturned. Now, when you look at the penalties that were given this weekend, for example, the Wolves uh, Sheffield United penalty, are you trying to tell me that 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 yeah. is less of a fact? Is any different? But they they on the pitch they gave a penalty, but they went and overturned it. I've not really seen a decision like that given against any other team other than Arsenal in terms of that that situation for my club yeah and then you look at the gabriel handball against chelsea is that really a handball you look at brentford last season where they where they forgot to draw the lines i think this is a this is a, a culmination of of episodes that arteta has now lost his head about which i totally understand it's a massive game and it's just it's just it, it's killing it it's absolutely killing the game it really is killing the game
0: Thank you for joining me, Rob, in my headspace from the last two or three weeks. Um, it was so hard to not interrupt you there, Rob, while you're. you're Sorry, speaking. I'm ranting
1: on. Yeah, I was no, just no. No, no.
0: I want yeah. you to <laughs> rant, and that's what it's all about. But there's so much to talk about here in so many angles. That it's like I want to address each point, uh, and I'm sure Trav's the same. But you're right, it is just a spaghetti junction mess, like w- w- to pick the, pe- the bones out of it. The first one I'm going to go to, Trav, is you. Mm. Marcus Rashford, the ball was out of play against Brighton, was it? It was... um There was no different to that no, to me. Brighton,
2: yeah, it was that one. Look,
0: Definitely. I hate Arsenal and I hate Man United, but I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be impartial here, yeah? We're, mm. we're all going to be sensible and we can have the bants, but if that was in play on Saturday, then Marcus Rashford's was in play against Brighton at, at OT.
2: Yeah, absolutely no different between those decisions. I mean... I, I literally can't go anywhere else bar the foul. I don't know how you can look at that challenge and say it's not a foul. Like, I I just don't understand it. I don't know how you've got the technology to replay that, look at that several times and not call that a foul. Like you said, he's made no contact with the ball. He's just pushed him in the back of the head with both hands and pushed him down, basically pushed him onto the floor. It are is you talking d- about here, trav Are you talking about
0: VAR or are you talking about the commentators? Move. Who are you saying? Move. Oh, Move because oh, which, angle, which angle are you talking? There's no way you can look at that because Rob's already yeah, touched on no, Carragher. Like, I, I don't
2: know how, yeah, Neville and Carragher. I don't, I don't understand it's how disgusting. That. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty disgusting. I they're, don't know they're how they're pulling
0: they rank because they've been told to pull rank by Sky to not be going in two fitted on PGMOL.
2: And yeah, they think
1: we're All that, that we're does we're is idiots.
2: antagonizes people. It doesn't. It doesn't protect them. It makes the situation worse. like if they, I like to
1: think
0: foul. them two have got the character enough to be like, I won't slag them off, but I'm not saying nothing. They're going the other way. They're tweeting and all sorts, backing it up that it wasn't a foul. It was yeah. not conclusive. It was out. Of like they're embarrassing themselves. Like yeah. Rob yeah. says, you want to rip up your subscription fee. Mm. They
1: think we're idiots as football fans. They think yeah, because that's they're it. saying they, they think because they're saying it's not a foul that we're all gonna go, oh you know, oh what? yeah, well it, Neville and yeah, Carragher
2: said yeah, it's not a foul, yeah. so it's not a foul. We're,
1: we're not stupid. It's it's a foul every yeah. single day of the week.
2: Yeah. It's a blatant foul. Like you said, they should've they, they should have given it on that. Like you said, they build a multi-million pound technology while they haven't got every single variable or angle possible for an offside that they need to cover every single like eventuality that could come. is just stupid. Like you said, you haven't got an angle. Like what do you mean you haven't yeah, got an they angle? Have.
0: This is the thing. And this is why this podcast was so uh, vital to do tonight for Rob Sanity, just as much as me and Trav love talking about uh, it. I, I They've got I it all there. <laughs> <laughs> their minds are bent by either what their boss wants them to do, what they want to do themselves. And what each club wants to do, they're not calling, they're not looking at that and thinking, forget my boss, forget the, um, what do they call it, where your boss sends you out of a mandate or a, uh, like, forget forget their instructions protocol. I'm going to look at that. Is that a foul? No, they're not doing that. Their minds are going, and they're thinking, right? That foul two weeks ago, when we- VAR got um, slated for it, and did they give it? Should I not give this? I want to be consistent. Like the heads are an absolute mess. You think they're deep in it that much? One hundred percent. The heads are an absolute mess, and this is why Howard Webb has got to step down. He's created this in the summer, solving things that need didn't need solved. Okay, no one was ever complaining about only three or four minutes injury time. Oh, there should be 10 minutes injury time. He solved the problem that didn't need solving. Okay. Then against Liverpool, when it was offside, the mandate or the protocol for that weekend was VAR's got to be quicker. Everyone's saying, oh, it takes too long. It takes four minutes to get the right, you know, it's dragging it out. So he sent them out. You've got to be fast, fast. They made the mistake in the Liverpool Spurs game because they were trying to be fast, fast. Yeah. No one, as long as they get it right, I don't care if it takes four minutes, as long as it's the right decision. Yeah, you mm. get a couple of trolls on Twitter and that like, oh, it took this long, it shouldn't take. Doesn't matter, get it right. So again, he's fixing something that didn't need fixing. He's putting all this pressure on the refs, sending them out. And then the third one, so that's the 10 minutes added time, fast decisions. And the third one, what was it? Um, is the handball in the in the box. No one knows what's handball anymore. Nah. Okay, Rob, you had a handball against Chelsea. Given so against yes, but
1: yeah. Saliba was jumping,
0: his arms were out Point blank range, penalty If that was a penalty Then Virgil van Dijks was a penalty yesterday Against Luton, point blank range His arm was out, it hit his elbow It stopped the ball from going
2: wherever it was going to go if that's if, what's the last one was a penalty. We had one against Spurs as well in the first. We had one in the in the first half against. Yeah, Spurs, I remember Garnacho, Romero, Romero. Romero. Yeah, Romero. Yeah, Romero. Yeah, Romero. yeah, yeah, Romero, yeah. yeah. I think I think where I think the biggest mistake that they're making, apart from all the obvious errors that they're doing, is that they're becoming reliant upon the technology now. Like they're just going to look and review everything. Like it's just blatant stuff that doesn't need reviewing, but they're using it just to be lazy. Really, like let's just check it. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, they're causing unnecessary delays, they're fixing things that aren't broken. And that's what this, that's it's got to a point now where they're now looking for stuff. Like the Maguire uh-huh. one at the weekend. Like he's not really even into being replay. And then um the goal gets disallowed against Fulham in the first half, McTominay. But then if you look at the Man City goal that stood where Aki was literally stood in front of the keeper. Um, yeah. a Kanji or yeah. one of those two yeah. that was ridiculous I can't believe it and like it's just the inconsistency is just rife and, and like you said how but where- do you
0: know do you know why it's getting more and more inconsistent to the naked wow. eye it's because as as long as VAR's been in what is this now the third season yeah they're building up a catalogue of past experiences Trying to keep consistency, making judgments on today's game that could be based on last week, last month, last year, even. And they're trying to compare it to all other past instances. So yeah. the longer VAR is going on, the catalogue of, of instances is going to get bigger and bigger to the point where mm. they're like, I can't remember if this should be a penalty or not. I mean, like I just mentioned, a handball and the no one knows if it's handball anymore. Mm. Nobody. It like if it stops it, it going into the goal, surely whether it's point-blank range or not, surely that should be a handball.
2: It's not even like debatable. If... That 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 pushing on Gabriel is not even really even debatable. Not, not in the slightest. It's not, it shouldn't be down to opinion. Like, there was nothing that represented a fair challenge in what Joe Linton did. Literally nothing. I'm sure the most honest Newcastle fan will just admit that as well. I've not seen one Newcastle fan say that challenge was a fair challenge. Like, I've not seen any any Newcastle fan. I think he just, no, he pushed him in the back, made no contact with the ball. The ball was nowhere near Joel and he didn't win the ball. The, why the referee didn't blow up anyway? What was the referee doing? I don't understand what the referee was doing as well. Like, he's meant to be making the decision in the first place, not relying Let's on stop. VAR to bail him out. Yeah, and it's 100% what you said, Trav. I've not heard one Newcastle fan
1: say that that wasn't a foul. But what the Newcastle fans are doing is saying, well, Havertz should have been sent off, which tells you that, no, yeah, they agree that was a foul on Gabriel, but they're trying to say... Yeah, even it up. But it's almost... I'm not a believer of, like, the corruption, but I'm starting to believe there's agendas. There's definitely agendas towards certain clubs certain managers, like our manager, yes, he's active on the touchline. We all know that. But is he Mm. any more active than Pep? Is he any more active than Klopp? Really on the touchline, he probably isn't. But he gets so much scrutiny and I believe that referees do not like him. I think that's a fact. I think referees Mm. don't like Arteta and I believe that our agendas that uh, influence and mm-hmm. decisions that are made that, that are influenced decisions like for example granite jacko he doesn't play for us anymore but if he does what Bruno Gamares does he's off the pitch without a doubt without a doubt if he does what Bruno camarez does he's off the pitch so I'm a, I'm more of a, a of a believer not in the corruption but more so there are agendas around certain players certain managers and certain clubs
0: don't forget who you are playing as well Rob and who they're yeah. owned by yeah
1: hundred percent it it makes and you where think, these refs it? go on their yeah. jollies
0: on a Wednesday night to ref.
1: Yeah, PIF run club in a PIF run league. It's not it's it makes
0: you think yeah. and it makes you wonder and it makes you it really stinks. wonder. It stinks, it absolutely stinks. Um but it's I mean back on a hundred percent and it and needs stamped out, it needs transparency and it needs stopped right now, um, before it gets any worse. But Let's get back to the Joel Linton push. I think the most frustrating thing to me, and I can't remember if it was Carragher or Neville, one of you might remember. Who's the commentator, the co-com? Was it Carragher or Neville? One of them basically said... It was Neville. Neville, It was Neville. 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 So Neville said, that's not a foul for me. What uh, Gabriel's done is he's leant down to flick it on.
1: What does that mean? So for
0: that reason, it doesn't It doesn't matter. That's the thing. If you see the stills now and these pictures that have been on the internet for the last 48 hours, he didn't have a choice to be down like that because Joel Joel Lenton's hands wasn't just on his back, in the back of his head of his was seen. His arms were straight. And on his neck as well. Exactly. It's not like they were bent so it was a bit of give. His arms were straight, locked out. So there was absolutely no way Gabriel was getting away from anything of that. And that for me is the most damning bit. But just with the spares offside, I don't know if you guys remember, but at halftime, they didn't mention it at all until right when the second half was about to start. You could see Sky Sports were in turmoil about how are we going to cover this? How are we going to comment on it? Because the only way to co- cover it and comment on it is to absolutely slate VAR and the PGMOL and be like, start the inquest basically live on air. So you could see that they must have been going on in the background, like yeah, what we're going to do, and in the end they had to say something one minute before the second half started. There's definite
1: protection for the referees. So this uh, PGMO, whatever it's on the uh, the referee uh, when you rewatch this into the VARs, yeah,
2: Mike it might turn Yeah, are,
1: are those referees getting paid for going on Sky? They must be. They're not doing it for free. Surely Howard Webb's not going on there for free. Is he getting paid to go on Sky to do that?
0: Yeah, I I've seen obviously a thing on it, Twitter today basically saying that um this is why sky sports are so in bed with the PGMOL, because they're giving them shows like Mike Tupp and all that um yeah they like so they're basically like they, say they're in bed together
1: they're like movie stars they're like superstars and the referee shouldn't have this much con- shouldn't have this much control or influence over games of football they're meant to be there to make decisions not to rest the games how they want to it's down the line it's bored it's cut down the line it's either a yes or no decision, but they're, it's it's almost becoming a drama, like football's yeah. becoming a drama, and I'm starting to think, oh well, are Gary Neville and Carragher doing that because they want to create a drama so there's something to talk about on Monday night football? It's it's yeah, I, I've, I'm, strugg- I'm struggling. I'm struggling well, when it, you
2: jump, when you're jumping anyway for a header. If you use your arms for leverage, you don't use your arms for leverage on top of somebody else, or it's a foul. Like you there's literally yeah. no all the way. Like when you use your arms to jump, you can't put you're not actually allowed to put your arms on somebody else, or it is a foul. No, that, yeah. That's the
1: whole point it, of it. It, it, it. He's using his arms to try and to try and meet the flight of the ball, which he doesn't anyway. Yeah. He's trying because exactly. he because he because he knows he can't get over Gabrielle. He's yeah. jumping on top of Gabriel to try and head the ball, which he misses yeah. anyway, which is...
0: And that's a foul but in itself, isn't a, it?
2: I've actually seen fouls where someone don't use their arms, but they bundle over the top of someone aggressively and it's still a foul because it's right. like yeah. it's, it's force or contact. That's without the arms. So to, so to jump with someone with your arms, push them down and not get the ball, I don't understand how you can re-watch that five times and not get a foul. I was astonished like that they didn't give it. I just was in disbelief. But like you said, it doesn't surprise me anymore because I don't want to go on about United, but we have been done on VAR so many times and and the refereeing decisions this season, we've had it as well. We've had a lot of them. I think they released some stats about the amount of VAR decisions that have influenced teams this year. And I think United have had like five decisions that have affected It was goals,
0: wasn't it? It Yeah, goals. A goal difference... Down to Var, Man yeah. United are minus five goals. I mean, the next minus two, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. It, it it ruined a good game of football because the game was on a knife edge. It was good. It was a good game of football. Maybe not so much for for the neutral, but for me as an Arsenal fan, I thought I thought we were playing well in a hostile. We were well in the game. Mm. In it was hostile, a great game. Yeah, great in a hostile game. in in a in a hostile environment. I thought we were playing really well and it just Kind of just killed the game, really. Kind of just. I bet when game. it
2: happened, you thought it's not going to be our day. We ain't winning. No, from you
1: no, you knew that. You knew that once that I, I, I said it. I, I always felt it was a first goal game, and they got the first goal, and they put every man, every man behind the ball, and and fair play to them, but they were definitely mm. helped along the way. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, not least by that Bruno Gamaris forearm WWE smash. Can anyone yeah, well, explain to me, even, even you sitting on the fence, Trav, how is that not a red card? Yeah, I think and, it's and, a red and just, I so. and,
1: and just before that, he flew into a tackle. I don't know if you remember. Yeah.
0: He's like, he was on a rampage, a wasn't he? He was like the yeah, Tasmanian so, devil. Yeah.
1: So the red mist was already there. So you'd know that what he's done to Jorginho is intentional because he's just flew into a tackle where he's got nowhere near the ball. He's jumped up. And this first thing after jumping up is to go and is to go and would you call it a punch? A punch in the back of Jorginho's head, basically. So yeah, the Havertz <laughs> one, the Havertz one, I don't know if I'm being biased, but I don't think it is a red because he doesn't hit, he hits him with his trailing foot. It's reckless. Don't get
0: me wrong. It's a reckless mm. tackle, but I didn't think it was a red card. It's one of them. If it right. was a red card, you wouldn't. I wouldn't say it saying it wasn't. However, yeah. for the points you've just mentioned, it wasn't studs up. He didn't make a, a great deal of um, contact. I think if anything, it was a yellow. Did he get a yellow?
1: Yeah, he got a yellow. Yeah, a yellow. For and it.
0: It, yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe an orange card. It's not only a just... on red though, is it? Yeah. It's not if a he made proper contact, it would have been. But again, we've had. Um, I don't know if any of you remember Harry Kane absolutely sky. Andy Robertson down about three years ago. Yeah, and I, I do mean remember that, yeah. up. Do you remember it?
2: Mm. Yeah, I do. No
0: red card, and it was like, what on earth is going on here? So again, it's it's subjective. It's how the ref feels that day. Whether he fancies send them off, whether he fancies getting involved. Um, but to me, the Havertz one, you could, it could go either way. But Sorry, I'm when you shoes. slow it down, and you see it. There wasn't that much contact, so I let that one go. But obviously, the Bruno G- Gameres one was a nailed-on red card. But again, if the goal hadn't happened like it did, VAR would have put out an announcement in the last 24 hours that um, it was a mistake not sending Gameres off. But now, because of the goal, whatever oh, won- happened with Joe Linton, yeah. they've just got quiet on everything, haven't they?
1: Yeah, we won't get an apology because we put a statement out
0: and because of the way our
1: managers reacted. So we will definitely not get an apology because that that's that's for me is a sign of them showing weakness. Because our manager's come out after the game, he's lost his head. Can you guys hear me? Sorry, it's just skipping a bit. Can you guys hear? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah we definitely won't. get Get an apology because our manager's lost his head, he's called them an embarrassment, and then obviously we put a statement out. So, like Scott said, I think I think they're just going to stand strong on this one and just let it let it go over their heads.
2: I think as well, because they'll class it as like a, a subjective decision as well, and it's not down to facts in their eyes, they definitely won't apologize because that will make them look weak. Like, but with the like you said, the Liverpool one away at Spurs, because it was a blatant offside that they just didn't give. I think they can come out and categorically say that they made a factual error. But for me, like you said, this this was just this was up there with the with the embarrassment in terms of how how wrong they got it with that Liverpool decision. It was just as bad for me really like subjective or not, it was a terrible error that they made and like you said it, it had a major influence on the result and you just never know if Arsenal now go to lose the league by 3 points or a couple of points they'll look to that incident and think, do you know what? Like we lost three points on that day. That, that was pivotal. And Scott knows you've he, been in title races with this Man City team a lot. And you know what every point means in this league. Do you know what I mean? So to lose a game on that eventuality, like Arsenal fans must be just fuming. It must have left like a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth because the performance was decent. definitely, definitely. I thought we played all right Cons-
1: Go on,
0: sorry, Scott. Sorry, I was just going to say they can't issue another apology, can they? Because pro rata, they haven't got any credibility left to issue another apology. What is it going to be? An apology a fortnight for the rest of the season? Probably. Like they're literally (laughs) sinking and burying themselves constantly. (laughs) And there's no, there's no. They give an apology for the Wolves penalty first game of the season. Trav OT. That was yeah, all it, it was a penalty and they yeah. issued an, an apology. So if they issued an apology for that, they have to issue an apology an apology it's for it's a Saturday good. evening. But their credit credibility is on the absolute floor that they they, they just won't. They can. If they if they issue one more apology in the next I'd say for the rest of 2023, in the next two months, they might as well just bin var for the rest of the season and have some sort of reset reset and go again in August next season, because it's becoming a farce. All we ever talk about now is VAR, everything they got wrong, and then in match previews now, all we ever say is we want two teams going toe to toe, teams that could be in a tighter race. All I pray is that there's no VAR mistakes, and it's just fair. That's all we ever pray for anymore. I remember do you, thinking it... Do you think we need VAR? Do no, you no. think we need VAR? No. I'll tell you I'll why. Sorry, I bro Just quickly. I've got Right. Listen, I've got some Leicester friends who have obviously been relegated. And uh, one of them wrote a status yesterday, this this girl I know, Clarice, lovely girl. She went, it is so refreshing to go down to the championship and then just enjoy a goal being scored. Not be looking up at VAR, checking this and checking that. Just having yeah. the passion that, yeah, mistakes might be made, but it'll be the same for both teams. She said, I absolutely love it. I'm not missing VAR. One I miss that. To be honest, and I was definitely. like, I want that back.
1: I think it should be used for matter of fact. Okay, so Mm. the ball crossing the line, offsides I think is fair enough if you brought in the automated offsides like they have in the Champions League. But if yesterday that decision uh, wasn't given by the referee, I'd have felt better about it today. I definitely would have felt better about it. But because, like Trav said, someone's looked at it for four minutes and then they've decided it isn't a foul, that's what makes it. That's what yeah, kick, but yeah, that's what upsets you more. So like, I think VAR is good for matter of facts. You know, balls over the line and offsides. I would use it, yeah. But anything else after that, just carry on. Just let the referee make hang the on, decision.
0: Hang on, hang on. And that's what everyone thought it was coming in for, wasn't it? You know, they're mad decisions where it's like four yards onside and the, the linesman flagged, and it's clearly unfair to not. <laughs> that's what it was brought in for. Yeah, who knew yeah. on that first game of the season, there'd be all these weird little, uh, the ball would tap you on the pinky as it's going in through, pass through a corner. And they, they were, oh, Va, it's a penalty. And who knew the refs and VAR were going to kill the game like they have? I, can't, I don't no, imagine yeah. anyone seeing it coming.
2: The stoppage but time is a joke as well. That is so dead, man. Ten minutes added on like, at the end of the first half. It's just it's just ridiculous what's happening with the stoppage time. They need to sort that out. The handballs, like you said, they need to sort out. And just some of the... Like, I think the standard of the ref needs to get better as well. They need yeah. to get back to the referee in the game and allowing him to ref the game. And you've got a monitor at the side as well. So if the ref misses something, he might as well just say, can I just go to the monitor and have a look? like literally mm. can i just have a look like it's just simple mm. he has a look he looks at a couple of replays but what's happening is his VAR is telling him what decision to make so yeah. they're re- they're refing the game from stockley park you might as well not have a ref and just have a computer or VAR just controlling everything yeah. just have like a just just have a tannoy, a tannoy a tannoy yeah, just in just the like... stadium so as soon
0: as you as soon as you hear that siren just everyone stops playing <laughs> Hang on, something's happened. VAR of telling me what to do. It's a free kick over there. All right, Sam. The
2: ref is becoming limited, but, man. But, in his impact. It, it,
0: it, it, it's like you said, Scott.
1: We've, we're on this pod and we have spoke for half an hour and we haven't even talked about the game. We literally <laughs> have
2: not even talked about the game.
0: That's where we are with VAR,
2: isn't it, Rob? I hate VAR, mate. I've hated it for time. I've hated it for ages, mate. I've hated it.
1: Yeah, but it looks better.
2: When you watch Champions League football,
0: it is better. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not run by a bunch of narcissists who, first and foremost, these refs like Mike Dean, their nose has been put out of joint by VAR getting implemented. Mike Dean said himself. I didn't feel I needed it. I was good at my job how narcissistic is that exactly (laughs) exactly exactly. it was brought in because you're crap at your job 19 so just let it come in embrace it and have, have that little reassurance insurance in the background so that's the first thing you're doing you're having refs control var who never thought it should have been implemented in the first place because they're narcissistic and great at their job so why would they
2: ever use it to the best of its capabilities yeah. It was never meant to prevent them from doing their job anyway. It was for things like offsides and goal line technology and the ball going out and stuff like that, not things that the referee could necessarily control. So again, like like you said, I don't know why he's taking that personally anyway, because he shouldn't. Um, it's meant to help him and aid him become yeah. and help him to become a better referee. But like you said... I mean, you know,
0: surely... We've said it before, haven't we, Trav, on a previous poddy. Var surely was brought in to prevent a mistake happening that could literally cost relegation and cost a club, a business, £50 million. That's what it was brought in for. Yeah. And now they've done it to the nth degree where they scrutinise every single goal
2: that's ever scored. But they need to change the narrative. Like, the referees should be coming out doing interviews after the game. If there's something contentious, they need to be fronting it up. Do you know what I mean? The players, the managers, they're all on big money. There's a lot on the line. If there's a decision like that, come out and explain yourself. Do you know what I mean, on, yeah, not... on, on the ca- on the camera after the game, come out and speak. And like you said, a lot of fans will feel better if they come out and explain. Yeah, some of it may be a little bit political, but they should be fronting it up. They shouldn't be able to just hide like they are and getting away with it. That's what I think, anyway. Shall we talk well, about the game a little
0: a bit,
1: Rob? To... Yeah, go, go on. Yeah, let's stop talking
2: about that.
0: But... <laughs> go on. Um, you got your lineup right, Tommy Asu left back. Um, and I'm sure we all commented after the game, Declan Rice, what a specimen he is. What a footballer. What a guy. Um, If anyone is watching this that likes gambling and fancies Arsenal to win the league, don't bet on Arsenal to win the league. Bet on Declan Rice winning the PFA Player of the Year because if they win the league, it'll be because of him driving this team forward. He's absolutely incredible, Rob.
1: But we've not even had an opportunity to play anyone next to him, really, that we want to. We've not I don't had, think he needs anyone. Not, uh, we need, uh, honestly, like, Jorginho is, is a good player. When he's on the ball, he's, he's a good player. There's no issues. But he's got limits, so many limits off the ball now because of his age. He can't really run anymore. And I feel as though we've massively missed Thomas Party. This was a game where you need someone like Thomas Party, And yeah. obviously, it was a massive blow as well before the game uh, to lose Odegaard. That was a massive blow because we had to play Havertz in the ten, and I don't actually think Havertz had a bad game. I actually don't think he had a bad game. I thought he did all right. I thought he worked really hard. I thought he was making good runs. A couple of times in the second half, he got into that left-hand space quite nicely, put some decent balls into the box. That uh, Newcastle defended well. It it, it I just I don't feel there's any connection with the the front three when Eddie plays. We miss Jesus. So much, and I kind of don't want to judge Havertz until I see him play with Jesus in that eight or if Odegaard's injured in the ten. Because Eddie, he just doesn't offer anything. Yeah, he might score the odd goal here and there, but when he doesn't score, he, he literally doesn't do anything. And we miss Jesus, we missed Odegaard, we miss Party. They're really big players for us. And, yeah. you know, we like you say, we, 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 I thought we were playing well up, in, up until
0: the goal. <clears throat> Yeah, it was um, it was a real good performance. Like, Michael Owen wrote it. Two teams going uh, at each other, high quality football. Um, Trav, obviously, I've ripped into you a little bit about Anana, so I want to talk about the keepers. I've, mm. We've obviously watched what about ten games now with Raya.
2: Raya, yeah. ten games I come. Raya
0: is not good enough for Arteta to have caused this divide that he has. I don't think he's enough he an, should, of an upgrade. He should have done better on the
2: goal. That. He should have. Yeah, I, done yeah, done I think he should have done, done better on the goal. But like we've got to take into consideration as well. I think, like you said, Ramsdale didn't do a lot wrong, and we mentioned this on the last podcast. He was a little bit unlucky that 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 Raya's like become available and it and it's a, and it's a keeper that Arteta fancies. And if your he heart's with something, then he's going to go with it. He's going to stick with it as well. These top managers they've got a certain stubbornness to them and if he wants Ryder to be his number one he will persist with it until it sort of goes right in a way and there's going to be a few speed bumps along the way and I think you're seeing that now we've seen the same with Anana I think Anana's a top keeper and he's made a few mistakes in his first few games as well I mean on the goal like Rob said I think he should have done better on the goal he just wasn't strong enough and wasn't aggressive enough wasn't dominant enough but I think there's a few nerves. He's obviously under huge pressure. He's still young as well. He's coming into a team that's firing. And he's being expected to take Arsenal to the next level. But Newcastle was always going to be a physical game. Do you know what I mean? Players like Jamal Lascelles and that just big brutes, like they've got that throughout the whole side. Dan Burn and that it's a physical game. And you're gonna get tested in the air on set plays and, and a load of other jargon. Callum Wilson and man like that. So yeah, for me, I thought Arsenal actually did quite well in the game. The, the goal spoiled it for Arsenal and there was just sort of no way back from there. But it was a really competitive game. The injuries are starting to mount up as well for Arsenal. I think you see that that little bit of squad depth. Those frailties are just there when key players are out for Arsenal. The strength and depth just not quite there in certain areas. And like like you said, Jésus, you, you speak about Odegaard and party and stuff, but I think Jésus... Even though he doesn't score you twenty goals a season, I think for me probably he's probably the most difficult one to replace in terms of that that like link up play for yeah. us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think three doesn't function when he doesn't play. It's that simple. Yeah. And then when you add add in the fact you haven't got Odegaard as well, it yeah. just kinda of kills Martinelli and Saka a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of kills them a little bit. And uh yeah, we just need to get we need to get players back fit. They were saying that uh, Jesus was called up to the Brazil squad today, which makes me think, is he going to be fit for Burnley? But I'd rather just sat out the Burnley game, to be honest, at home and then didn't go away with Brazil because we're going to need him. We're going to need him going into a, into a tough Christmas period. And we need all our players, really, because like you said, Trav, we have got depth, but we haven't got depth in certain areas. And that's the spine of our team. Mm. Rice, Saliba, any of them get injured and we're struggling.
2: And that's, yeah, just to to touch on the striker position as well, I think a lot of Arsenal fans were a little bit surprised. Like you said, the Havertz fee was a big fee. Do you know what I mean? That 60 million quid, whether that was spent on another striker itself or that 60 million was just banked until you could get the player you wanted, either in the summer. But that 60 million on Havertz is looking like a little bit of a waste. Same with Mason Mount for us. Yeah. Like, I didn't really is, understand yeah. the signing. Do you know what I mean? And and I think in hindsight, I think the Arsenal fans probably would have wanted another forward in. I know you had Balogun and he didn't leave till really late in the window. And he puts a lot of faith in Eddie as well. I think the Balogun transfer sort of affected it a little bit because of how late he went in the window as well. I think if he went earlier in the window, it may have given Arsenal a little bit more time to find the striker that they wanted. But With him leaving late and obviously Havertz bought in, I think he just thought he probably had enough up there because Havertz can play through the middle as well. I think he thought he had enough numbers, but I think you're just lacking a little bit on the quality when Jesus is out. Yeah, definitely. 100%.
0: Um, Havertz might be, like you just mentioned, Marea, a player that Arteta fancied and um, he pretty much gave Chelsea a refund on him, didn't they? It can't have been much less than what they paid to, was it Leverkusen they got him from? Um, But yeah, it it doesn't seem like it's working out yet, but yeah, obviously the spine of Arsenal, Odegaard, Partey, Jesus, you can even put Timber in that. I know we didn't see much of him, but he looked like top draw from what we did see in the Mm charity shield so that's the spine of Arsenal ripped out right through the middle um but yeah Rob sorry you didn't really give your um opinion on Raya and Ramsdale um yeah me he's not enough of an upgrade for Arteta to have given himself this headache
1: I I think what Arteta has done as well is I'm not very critical of him usually but I think he's definitely pigeonholed himself in this situation because he can't go back to Ramsdale now. He can't. The relationship, whatever's happened, is broken there now. And I think he'll just keep playing Raya. It doesn't matter how many mistakes he makes. I think Raya will be the keeper. He keeps making mistakes from now up until January. You know, it might have to be a situation we have to assess. So, yeah, I think he's definitely, that's that's one situation that I think he's pigeonholed himself in a, a little bit in terms of he, ca- he can't now go back to Ramsdale
0: nightmare for arteta rob just as before we end who've arsenal got next in the league seville. obviously in the champions oh. league is it Longe you've got in the champions league we've
1: got we've got seville on wednesday and then we've got Burnley at home on saturday
0: Oof, right i'll make sure i've got lots of arsenal players on the fpl team then yeah. um <laughs> that's definitely a gimme for sure um rob do you feel better
1: yeah do you Vendor? know what it's gone it's gone now and I probably sounded like a duck quacking for the first 10 minutes. I don't know what I was saying because my head was all over the shot. But, yeah, it, you know, the, the, the great thing about football, there's another game around the corner. That's the Champions it, League. It's Champions League on Wednesday. So let's go.
0: Let's go. Right. Nice one, lads. Cheers for joining as always. Um, if anyone's made it this far, don't forget to like and subscribe. But we'll see you on the next poddy, uh, whether that be Arsenal, Liverpool, or Man United. But we'll be there. Make sure you are too. Nice one. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, what a headshot! What a